Welcome to the Peavine Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Joel Sutherland, so that we can help you apply biblical truth to your daily life. You can always join us in person each Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 11 here on our beautiful campus in Rock Spring, Georgia. How many of you had a fantastic Christmas? I'm like, it was great. You, you spent time with family and it was awesome. And, um, and then they left and it was even more awesome. And, um, and so Christmas, Christmas has been great. And um, so, but, but we're, we're at that, that time of year uh, when we start to look at one year and uh, we look at turning the page on one year to another year. And so I just want to poll you guys for just a second and say, uh, ask you some questions. One, the first question is, how many of you guys have already, you've, you've set goals for 2019? You've already set your goals for 2019. Both of you guys, that's fantastic. Um, we're on the ball here. How many of you guys haven't set goals yet, but you plan on doing it uh, you plan on setting goals for 2019, okay? Um, <clears throat> how many of you guys have just given up on setting goals and making resolutions um, for a new year? Um, and uh, but but this time of year we look back on <clears throat> we 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 look back on one year and we turn the page on to another year. Um, I'm excited to announce that um, I have been invited this year for 2019. To be a part, I've been invited to be a part of two different Biggest Loser competitions. Evidently, it's more obvious than I thought it was. And um, so, and in fact, it, it's so obvious, Josh Garrison picked up a gym membership for me and invited me to uh, join him at the gym. So we'll be doing some things about that. I get it, guys. I get it, you know. Um, gained a little weight in uh, 2000. 18, and so we set these goals. We look back on one year, we set goals for a new year, and uh, 2018 has been busy. Has it been busy for you guys? I mean, like, it, it's just flown by. It's been so uh, crazy busy. This year, uh, Beth and I, we married off two kids, and, um, <clears throat> and then we, we, we got um, this right here. We got one of these right there. And uh, you can put pictures like that up there when you're standing up here. It just it's part of it. You're, you're able to do that. But um, I, that's Lily. And uh, Lily is our first grandchild. She's our, uh, she's our favorite grandchild. And um, I don't know, you notice Lily's smiling in that picture. She's actually kind of laughing. And I can't tell who she's with that she's so happy about in that picture, but uh, anyway, uh, that, that's Lily, and so 2019 has been incredibly busy. Um, I got hearing aids in 2019. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to somebody, but earlier this year, in, uh, in 2018, I, I already have, the, in 2018, um, I, I went to the ear doctor with a sore in my ear, and he said, uh, he did a hearing test, and he said, you have 60% high-frequency hearing loss in both ears, and it's probably hereditary. And um, it, was, it was awesome for just a minute because um, a, a, as, as the doctor described this to me, he said, this is the frequency in which women speak. 
And what others thought was a curse, I saw as a blessing in that moment. <laughs> but my wife wasn't happy for me to remain. And so um, it's, it's just been an incredibly busy year. This morning, I just want to encourage you. I, I don't want to focus on setting goals. I don't want to focus on resolutions. I, I've got three things that I just want to encourage you with. As we look at a brand new year, we're turning the page on a brand new year. I think sometimes when we set goals or we set resolutions, we set them for the wrong reasons often. And then we become discouraged when we don't meet them uh, year after year after year. And we know statistically that's the case. And so this morning, I just want to give you some practical things um, that I hope will encourage you this morning. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for an awesome year. Thank you for the gifts of 2018. And God, there's, there's something about us that when we turn the page on one year to another, we feel like there's a little bit of a fresh start. And God, we want to take advantage of that opportunity and that feeling that you give us to begin again, to begin fresh. And Lord, to, to do some things in this upcoming year that will make a difference for eternity. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, we, um, I, I think there are three things that we need to focus on. I'm going to talk about focus uh, for the next little bit. Three things I feel like we need to focus on uh, for the upcoming year. Um, when you think about the word focus, uh, it kind of can have two uh, different meanings. One meaning of the word focus is that you can begin to see things more clearly as you focus. And I think it's an important definition as we look forward to a new year. The other part of the word focus is that it means we fix our attention on something. We focus on one thing. And so three areas I feel like that we need to focus on um, if we are going to have the best year ever. Um, the first thing is I believe we need to focus on our relationship with God. And this morning's message is topical, and so we won't be walking through uh, one particular passage. We'll kind of be um, different places throughout the Bible. And so um, Psalm chapter 1 is our first passage of Scripture uh, that I'm going to read for us this morning. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. I want to read for you. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. I think for many of us, when we say, man, I'm going to focus on my relationship with God in 2019, when we say that, our, it looks like doing for us. It looks like reading our Bible more or, or saying that we're going to spend more time in prayer. And all those, those things are an important part of focusing on our relationship with God. I think sometimes God wants us to, to, to focus on being with him. To, to, God wants us to focus on being in his presence. The truth is, when we focus on doing... Uh, we, we can get burned out or we can become spiritually uh, exhausted. And so I think we need to practice 
um, being in the presence of God. I think when we practice being in the presence of God, um, then our standing, according to this passage of Scripture, our standing and our, our sitting and our walking um, will be right. Do you guys remember the story in the New Testament of Mary and Martha? Do you remember that story? I think this story beautifully illustrates um, the, this point this morning. Uh, do you remember Mary uh, was sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha was busy. She was getting ready for dinner. She was setting the table. She was cooking. She was doing all these things. And in all of her doing, Martha became frustrated. And she went to Jesus and she said, Jesus, I'm in here working. I'm getting ready for this meal. I'm doing all these things. I'm getting ready for you. And Mary is just sitting there doing nothing. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 10, verse 41 through 42. Martha, Martha. You're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I'm wound a little bit tight. Um, we have this lift that we put on the stage sometimes. Um, we change those light bulbs way out there. I know the mystery is solved. You've wondered how we change those highlight bulbs. We have this lift. It takes about eight people to put that lift on this stage. And um, the first time we were putting the lift on the stage, um, we stood around that lift. Is it okay for me to tell this? I'm already in it. Ain't it? We stood around that lift probably for 30, 45 minutes just walking around that lift. How are we going to get that lift on that stage? That thing weighs 9,000 pounds. It was so stinking heavy. We just walked around that lift. And we looked at that lift. We jiggled stuff on that lift. And there came to this point in all of this discussion where I said, we're going to keep having this committee meeting or are we going to put this lift on the stage? And so, uh, and so uh, it was, I'm, I'm wound a little bit tight. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make there. In fact, when we go on vacation as a family, um, it takes me the better part of a week to chill out. Like the best part of vacation for me is the last two days. Anybody else like that? Like I, it takes me a while to, Denny, Susan just poked you. I saw that. Uh, it, ta- it, just, it takes me a while to chill out. It's the best part of vacation. Last two days, the best part of vacation, not just for me, but for my family too. It takes a minute uh, for me to chill out. Probably like some of you, I, I'm not, I don't do real well just being. I'm better off if I'm doing. There's a passage of scripture that, um, that I kind of, and I'm going to say I stumbled across it. It's a passage of scripture that has never stuck out um, to me uh, like it did when I read it recently. And it's in Hebrews chapter 10. It, it, the passage of scripture starts off by talking about Old Testament sacrifices. And it talked about the inadequacy of Old Testament sacrifices. It talked about how Old Testament sacrifices were a reminder of sin. And uh, in in fact, in that passage of scripture, um, the writer of Hebrews quotes a passage from Psalms. And he talks about how God didn't delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices. They, they um, They weren't as big a deal to God 
as the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And I want to read you this passage of Scripture, just uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. It says, By the will of God, we have been sanctified through the offering of Jesus Christ once for all. In that passage of Scripture, the writer of Hebrews is talking to Jewish people who, ha- who were attached to their sacrifices. And he's saying, you are attached to these sacrifices, but Jesus has made the ultimate sacrifice, and all of your doing is inadequate, but your trusting is where you need to be. Here's the truth, and maybe this is just a part of the way I was raised up in church, but sometimes my doing is like an Old Testament sacrifice. And just like the Jewish people thought they were gaining favor with God by doing more and more sacrifices, sometimes in our doing, we think we're gaining favor with God. And this passage of Scripture right here is saying, when the sacrifice on the cross was made, when you received the sacrifice, you have been sanctified by the offering that Jesus makes on the cross. There's no earning it. There's just receiving it. Now, we need to do too, don't we? But our doing comes from our being. When we have been, then we do out of a heart of love. Church, if we're going to have the best year ever, we, I, Jeremy, I need to focus on my relationship with God. The second thing, if we're going to have the best year ever, the second thing I think we need to focus on is our design. We need to focus on our design. Now, we're all different, right? Everybody's, everybody's different. You guys look like I've told you that for the very first time. Um, but but we're, we're all different. God has made us all unique. Everybody is special in their own way. Passage of scripture I want us to look at together is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. It says this, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. That word many means diverse. It means different kinds of members. And Jesus is saying there in that passage of scripture, Paul is telling the church that we are all different, um, and, and, but we have unity in the body of Christ. The truth is this, though. Sometimes we... We, we set our goals or we make our resolutions based on something we see in someone else that we like. And we spend so much of our time trying to be like someone else instead of choosing to embrace the way God made you and be the best you that you can possibly be. Sounds a little bit like Dr. Seuss, but I don't mean it at all that way. Um, but we need, to fo- or we need to focus on being who God 
made us to be. We have gifts that God has given us. We have talents that God has given us that no one else has the same way we have those gifts. We need to focus on those things. Hey, listen, I just did something this past week. I deleted all of the social media applications off my phone. I did not see it coming how difficult that was going to be. Have you imagined that world without social media? I mean, so here's what it looks like. It looks like my phone's sitting right there, and it may be muscle memory. I just pick it up, and I unlock it, and oh, there's no Facebook on there, and I put it back down. And then I grab it again, and I look, there's no Instagram on there, and I put it back down. I am shocked at how much time I waste on social media. Now, this, uh, this caught me a little bit by surprise when Apple released iOS 12. Anybody geeky enough to be with me right here where I'm talking about? We released iOS 12. I said we. Uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Jobs and I, if you believe that. Um, iOS 12 was released, and they, they put the, the usage deal in there. And I, I don't know exactly what it's called, but at the same time, every Sunday morning, I get a, an alert on my phone that tells me how many times I've picked up my phone, how much time I've spent using each app on my phone, how many notifications my phone has received, how many notifications per hour, how many times per hour I'm picking up my phone? Did I already say that? It's, it's disturbing. And, uh, and so uh, as I saw that, I, I put that, uh, I, I took that off there. Now, I, I, can I tell you how long that's going to last? I don't know. I may put them back on this afternoon. I don't know. But listen, um, it, 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 it's, uh, man, we spend a lot of time on social media. Maybe I'm the only one, but, but spend a lot of time on social media. And social media, whether consciously or subconsciously, man, we compare ourselves to each other. We really do. Uh, we compare our families to other families. Um, and um, it is not healthy. Um, I, heard, I heard this quote one time. It, it says, um, I didn't write it down, so I'm going to try to remember it. Um, something about an uh, enemy forget it ask Beth we were talking about it I cannot remember it's a really good quote hey do me a favor if you've got Beth's number um, after the service sometime today text her that quote about contentment and if you don't, uh, Facebook Messenger, uh, she's not with me on the whole deleting uh, social media, so she, she'll respond to you. Uh, but it's a, it's a great quote, and uh, it would fit really well right here, but uh, you got to laugh anyway, right? Um, we look at other people, we become, we become dissatisfied, we worry about um, how others... Um, are, are, are doing and, and we forget to focus on how God made us and being um, the best, whatever God made us, being the best at that that we can be and using our gifts for uh, his honor and glory. Okay, so we need to focus on our relationship with God. I think that's, that's so important. We need to focus on being 
and less on doing. We need to focus on who God made us to be, and we need to be the best at that that we can possibly be. The third thing this morning I want us to look at is we need to focus on others. There's this, uh, there's this awesome parable in the Bible, um, story that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 10, and you heard it a bunch. If you're like me, you heard it a bunch as a child, um, this story of the Good Samaritan. And I want to read that whole story for you this morning. In Luke chapter 10 um, is the story of the Good Samaritan. Starting in verse 30, it says, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was his neighbor, was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said, go and do likewise. Uh, this, this story is, is um, it's a story of a guy who saw someone in need, in need and had compassion on him. These guys, these guys walked by him. The Bible clearly says that every person who walked by saw the need of this man. Yet one had compassion on him. Church, there are people all around us who need the Lord. There are people everywhere. And we... We, we, there used to be this sense in this geographical area that everyone is a believer. Any, anybody ever subscribe to that? I mean, like you talk to people, everybody seemed to know the Lord or they were affiliated uh, with a church somewhere. And that isn't the case like it used to be. When you're in Walmart or you're, or you're eating dinner or uh, wherever you go, you see people and they have a hole in their heart that's left by sin, that they can't fill, but they want to fill. And when they know the truth of the gospel, that Jesus is the only answer, then it'll make a difference in their life. <clears throat> a couple of months ago, and I'm going to try to explain this relationship with you the best I can. Um, a couple of months ago, Beth and I went to the funeral of my dad's wife's daughter's husband does that make him like a step-brother-in-law or something like that um <clears throat> but we, we went to his funeral mac was 34 years old and he died of uh, tongue cancer and um so we went to the funeral and we didn't know what to expect um and um we we got to that funeral and the guy um who was speaking uh, got up and told this incredible story that, um, that has been on my mind and heart ever since then. He talked about uh, Mac, and um, he was the, the guy who was speaking at the funeral was the vice president of Regions Bank in Birmingham. 
Uh, Mac was a sought-after great car mechanic in Pinson, Alabama. And um, he, um, Mac and uh, Mac's son went to the same preschool as this guy's daughter. And so the guy who was speaking at the funeral, his wife invited Mac's girlfriend to Easter Sunday service at church. I know this seems like it's going to get confusing, but just stay with me if you can. Invite him to Easter Sunday church and invite him over for lunch after church and to hunt Easter eggs with their kids together. And so uh, Mac went. And um, the... uh, They had a great time together. They went to church, had dinner, hunted Easter eggs. The next day, Mac called this guy up. And he said, hey, uh, when we were at church yesterday, they said something about a men's retreat. Are you going to that? And the guy goes, well, I'm not planning on it. And he said, said, why are you asking? He said, you know, I just really feel like I need to go to that. And I just don't want to go by myself. And uh, so the guy goes, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go, I guess I'll get tickets and we'll go. So they went to this men's retreat. On the last night of the men's retreat, um, this guy led Mac to the Lord down by the lake. Um, For 10 years, this vice president of Regions Bank got together with Mac, and they read their Bible together. They drank coffee together. They prayed together. This guy would call Mac and say, hey, here's my struggle. Here's what I'm going through right now. Would you just pray with me? And Mac would call him and he'd say, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Will you just pray with me? To my knowledge, Mac never went to church on any regular basis, but he got together with this guy once a week and they broke bread and they opened God's word and they spent time in prayer and even until the day Mac died, this guy was up at the hospital. Now, let me tell you my side of the story. I never met Mac. I, I never was down at Dad's when Mac was there. I never met Mac. I intended to meet Mac. I, I wanted to meet Mac. There were times I thought about going down there and And when he got cancer, I wondered if Mac was a believer. But I never asked. I never took the time. It was on my heart. God laid it on my heart, but I never took the time to find out where Mac would spend eternity. And I got to that funeral, and I was so relieved to hear the guy stand before me and and say, Mac Mac made a profession of faith. He knew Jesus. And, um, and the truth is, we all have people in our lives like Mac. We all know people who need Jesus. And um, we just need to take the time to spend the time um, to share the good news of the gospel with others. Can, can you imagine this? Can you imagine if every person at Peavine Baptist Church focused on one person who didn't know Jesus and just shared the gospel with them, just tried to bring them to Christ, and tried to befriend them, and, and then those people came to know Christ, and then we, we taught them to do the same thing that we did, and they went out and shared 
their faith and brought others to Christ. Can you imagine what a difference that would make um, in this community? You, you guys can close your Bibles. We're, we're almost done here. Oh, you probably haven't had them open because I've been all over the place. But uh, <clears throat> let me be honest, that's Hannah's cue. I had to say it. So um, <clears throat> now you know. Um, so, um, man, we're thinking about turning the page. We're going from one year to another. And I don't know what 2018 has held for you. I don't know about the struggles that you've had in 2018. I don't know what kind of grief that you've dealt with in 2018. I don't know the excitement, the awesome things that have happened uh, for you in 2018. But here's what I know. No matter what has happened in this past year, no matter what happens in the upcoming year, I believe if we get our focus right, here's what happens. We can see every circumstance and every situation that happens in our life through the, through the right lens. We can see God working out his plan that is ultimately for our good and his glory. We can be at peace with that. Can, can, I, can I be transparent with you for just a moment this morning? Can I? Nod your head if, if I can. Promise you won't judge me. A couple of weeks ago, Joel preached a message on God being silent. He talked about that, that period in history that God was silent. And then he made this application. He, he talked about um, God's quietness being a time of preparation, perhaps a time of condemnation or a time of anticipation. That sermon resonated with me. And I think it resonated with some of you uh, based on what I saw on social media. I'm taking this time, I have been taking this time to do some inventory and to say, God, is there something in my life that would come between you and me? God, what, what are you getting me ready for? What is it that I need to anticipate? God, what, what are you doing in my life? Can I be honest with you? I, I'm spending time in God's Word. 2018, I finished last Sunday. I read the Bible through in 2018. It was one of my goals for 2018, so I finished one. I'm spending time with God. But sometimes you go through those periods in your life where it seems like no matter what you do, you just need to hear from heaven. And so today I've shared with you my plan for 2019. I'm asking God to do something fresh and new in me. I know there are people who need Jesus. And I know if I'm going to be the kind of person that makes a difference in the lives of others, that my relationship has got to be where it needs to be. And sometimes that means sitting in the presence of God and listening. 
I know if I'm going to reach others for Christ, I know that I've got to be satisfied with who God made me to be. And so maybe you're here this morning and you need to take a pause. You just need to say, and maybe God's not silent, but maybe you just need to say, God, what is next for me? What are you doing in my life? And God, whatever it is, I surrender. I'm listening. I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm desperate. Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in Christ. The Bible tells us that in Romans chapter 5 verse 12 that sin entered the world by one man and death by sin so that all have sinned. And just like your kids are born with your DNA, since Adam we have been born with a sin nature. It's a problem that we've got that we can't do anything about. But Jesus came, we just celebrated his birth. He lived, he died, he was buried and he rose again. He is the ultimate sacrifice to pay the price for your sins. And if you've never given your heart and your life to Christ, man, what a, what a, there's not a better day to do that than today. So let's, let's stand together. <clears throat> if God spoke into your heart this morning and, and you'd say, Jeremy, I need to give my heart and my life to Christ right here where we are right here this morning. Tell God this. Father, I know that I have disobeyed you. I know I'm a sinner. God, I believe that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for me on the cross. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. God, take away my sin. Make all things new. I surrender my life to you. No one's looking around. If you We hope that you've enjoyed the message this week, helping you to apply God's word to your daily life. For more information about Peavine, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and at our website, www.peavine.org. Thanks for listening.